I don't like his voice. Well, that's important because it's the main, for me, that's the hook. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Oh, boy. Going back to the music roots uh, of the podcast, we've got a beer this week from Belching Beaver, Deftones, Phantom Bride. I, I don't know why I paused oddly in that. I don't know. Just for some drama, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some more drama. Let's open this thing. Okay, let's see. Boy, I'm rusty. Man, it's been a while since we've been in here. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, here's how I want to start, because I, I know Dolan doesn't agree with us, and that's okay. Or he doesn't agree with me. Here, let's see. I don't know how Brian feels about this. I don't like this band at all. Okay. And I tried. And I oh, tried. see, tried. You got even farther than I did. Uh, I uh, I like a lot of music, right? You do. And I love to talk about music. Yes. And this is one of those bands. There's not that many. Okay. This is one of those bands that I know about. They've been around a long time. They have a lot of albums. Mm-hmm. I've probably heard two of their songs. I never had any interest. What I heard was not enough for me to even want to hear more. Okay. It's not that I actively dislike them, you know, like Post Malone. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just (laughs) like... Just had to sneak that in. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the headphones on. But as Dolan has headphones off. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just, they're not my thing. They're they're kind of lumped into weird genres. uh, And there were other bands in those genres that I did like. Mm -hmm. They were better than for me. Uh, But yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Here's, here's, this is fun. So I thought, okay, as I'm doing my brewery research, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to just, I'm just going to look them up on YouTube and just let it play as oh, I yeah. was, you know, or whatever, just to, just to see. Okay. So is Phantom, that why your research is only two sentences? Yeah, pretty much. Phantom <laughs> Bride was the first, that was the first song I looked up. I'm like, okay, if this is, if they named a beer after this song, this song better be kick-ass. Right. Right. I mean, I can think of a lot of kick-ass songs. Sure. Yeah. But let, I mean, let's just, off the top of my head. Is there a beer called Appetite for Destruction? Mm, I don't be- think so. Because there should be. Is yeah. there a beer called Highway to Hell? Because no. there should be. If you're going to name beers after songs yeah. and bands, then you're going to pick a really good song. Sure. Okay. It, it, I, it, it, so this was the best part of the whole of the whole research. So I start playing the song. Yeah. And then I go to the brewery page itself. And it's almost like the song synced up with the video, Whoa, like Wizard of Oz style. Yes, that ran. Mm. So if you, so it's real easy to do. Just like go to YouTube, look up Phantom Bride, and the you know, Phantom Bride Deftones sure. or whatever, and hit play. Then open another browser window, go to BelchingBeaver.com or whatever it is, whatever their brewery yeah. is, and there's a video that auto plays on the full screen. It's a full screen video that auto plays with the brewery and then packaging beer, and they're actually packaging this beer. Huh. Along with like peanut butter milk stout and the uh, yeah. the blonde ale that they the honey do, one yeah, this delicious and uh, 
Yeah, and like driving forklifts and all kinds of stuff around the brewery. And people in the brewery, maybe I just miss people in breweries and stuff in general. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it almost syncs up to the video, mm. which, like I said, was kind of strange and cool all at the same time. So maybe the taste of this beer will change my it mind. It looks good. It, it smells amazing. It's a very uh, Citra, Simcoe, Mosaic, Hops sort of. Don't forget Amarillo. Oh, and Amarillo. Mm. All right, let's give it a shot here. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, there's some nice bitterness on the end. Well, it's got 60 IBUs, Mm -hmm. so that's a lot. Yeah, 7.1% ABV. Belching Beaver has five different locations now, which, interesting, they have two in Vista, California, which Mm -hmm. I always thought it was like a Chula Vista or Santa Vista. Sure, it's just an actual Vista. There's just Vista, yeah, Uh and it's big enough to have two locations. Uh, North Park, Ocean Beach, and Oceanside. Yeah. they were uh, Belching Beaver is located predominantly in that San Diego area, so all mm-hmm. of these are around San Diego. Uh, company was founded in two, in 2012 by Thomas Vogel, Dave Mobley, and brewmaster Troy Smith, who formerly served as a brewer at Coronado Brewing Company, which I think we may have talked about Coronado in the past. Maybe okay. it sounded familiar enough that I wrote it down. Okay. Uh, they, of course, began with their milk stout, which is the one that we've all had. Yeah, that was one of the first ones that came to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. And now their peanut butter milk stout. Viva la beaver. Oh. <laughs> had that one uh, Saturday, actually. Did you? Yeah. All right. On tap, it was good. I, I love their peanut butter milk stout. I think it's fantastic. Yep. No, Just, this isn't the first time we've had Belching Beaver on the show, is it? Ah. Uh, it might be. I think it is. I think Maybe we've talked about them. Bonus beer. Did they do a Mexican chocolate one? Mm. Mm, or was that a different? They did a they Mexican chocolate peanut butter version yeah, of, maybe. of mm. the peanut butter milk stout. Yes, yeah. or okay. Viva La Beaver. But that. we didn't. If we did, it was a, definitely a. We haven't researched them and talked mm. about them. Mm. Yeah, from I, what I can tell. And they absolutely admit that the peanut butter milk stout put them on the map. They're like, no doubt about it. This is the beer that that made us go. Yeah, which I I don't doubt whatsoever it was the first one i bought when it came to nebraska mm-hmm. what was that last year mm-hmm. when they finally got here officially Which after so well we started this what how long ago dolan year oh, and a half boy two years ago <laughs> are we two over, years oh it's at least two yeah it, i'm almost on three years working here and we started like the two weeks after i started yeah so. true i was gonna say if it's it if it, i think about two and a half maybe two almost three yeah, and I can say within that time frame, I went from not liking stouts at all mm-hmm. to I have bought more peanut butter milk stout than any other stout in the market, <laughs> no matter what, hands down. Yeah, it's it is delicious. Uh, it, they have a connection to music like no other brewery I think we've ever connection to actual bands like no other brewery yeah. we've ever done. Like their first beer that they ever brewed was a Citra Pale Ale that they did for the Sublime Anniversary. And that was October of 2013. Hmm. So they were hooked up with Sublime eight years ago somehow. Yeah. How does startup brewery get hooked up with Sublime? Like I don't... There's got to be there's got to be some sort of network. You know how many people, like I've played random shows and then I get to talking to them and they're like, yeah, I was a, you know crew for whatever huge band for like five uh, years mm. like oh really um ale smith remember them uh-huh yeah they have a sublime beer 
currently. Do they? Yeah, it's like a Mexican. The Tony Gwynn guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From a couple yeah. weeks back. So, Sublime is in the beer game. Hmm. Forty ounce to freedom, you know. Well, maybe it's true. just twenty two ounces at a time. I. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to talk about where they got their name. Yes. But I also want to read something directly off of their website because you know how I fall in love with breweries and yep. ideology. Well, I wonder and... if it's the same thing I wrote down. So mm. let's see. No, that's actually oh, not okay. it. No, but right. it's fun. Here you go. So Troy, the uh, brewmaster, which I think it's even better than like, you know, the founders didn't say this. Troy said this. The, sure. the head brewmaster said, we want to be approachable. If you ask me what beer is about, I would say it's about hanging out with friends, drinking beer and having a good time. I mean, there's always time to swirl your beer in a cup. But that's really not the direction we want to go with our company. We want it to be approachable. We want to have fun, and we want to make great beer for people. And so we're going to keep doing what we're doing. So no foo-foo, cocktail beers, nope. sounds mm. like, for these guys. Nope. These are just crush-it beers. They're going to make exactly what you wrote down on your sheet right there. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing that popped up on the website when I looked at it. It just mm-hmm. says, damn good times. <laughs> yep. Beaver pun, right? Beaver pun. There yeah. you go. Which brings you to the name. Okay. I was kind of disappointed by this. Oh, all right. There's nothing special about it at all. Really? No. So the name was nothing more than the fact that they had someone that was going to be a partner when they first started that ended up dropping out. He's a big marketing guy. Had the logo and the name already done. And he said, you can have it. Here you go. Hmm. Nothing special. He just thought it was funny. He thought the logo was funny with the beaver burping and the bubbles coming yeah. out of his mouth and or whatever. And they said that, you know, a couple... Every once in a while, they'll get somebody that comes in and be like, that name is gross. You guys are weirdos. Mm. Like, well, maybe you don't belong here. Don't come back. Get no. out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wrote down a couple of things because we've been talking about how the market has changed and different things are popular. Seltzers, right? Yep. So I just wrote down there because they have a, three different seltzers now that are out on the market. Oh, I don't think none of us have had. Maybe Dolan has, since he's more of a no. seltzery guy. I would try um, this. They have one that's a pineapple mango. Yes. They have raspberry and blackberry, oh. which I would probably maybe try. Definitely. And then passion fruit and guava. Yum. And it looks, I think they're 12 ounce cans, but they're white cans. So they kind of stand out versus what the, the usual mm-hmm. belching beaver is. It does look like, it looks like them in like a early 90s neon colors sort of way oh fun so kind of like the bud light seltzer colors mm. stuff okay yeah. but it's like pops on the can it looks oh. really cool okay pops on my microphone sorry about that dolan boom <laughs> probably edit those pops out but that's why we got the filters on here so um protect that i did see i was kind of i like to look at the website too but mm-hmm. i don't read the stories and get the stuff that i think you're gonna get but sure. i did i always like to look at the merchandise yeah and this one spoke to me. Okay. Uh, they have their seventh anniversary. It was a T-shirt you could get. I don't know if it was on clearance or not, but they still had some. It's a black T-shirt, and it just says, what's in the hops? And it's got the silhouettes of Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, and then there's a guy sitting at the table, and it says, what's in the hops? So I was like, oh, I bet Rich would like that. Oh, I would, So I that was go- their like theme for whatever year, seventh anniversary was that, what's in the hops. What's in the hops? Mm-hmm. I'm go look that up right now. Uh, let's see. Let me give you a little bit more beer information on the brewery that I wrote down. Okay. I wanted to go through these beers, and this will kind of maybe segue us into where we're going to go next. But okay. this is the fourth beer 
that they've done with the Deftones. Fourth. And they already have another one out Whoa. that is in the store right now. I okay. saw it this weekend. All right. Um, the first one they ever did was a double dry hop pale ale, and it was called White Pony, which okay. is probably their most popular album. That's the one I heard songs from that were hits, I guess I would say, which I think came out in 2000 maybe. Mm-hmm. But that beer was the first one of, of their um, collaboration with the brewery. Um, they made the next year a Mexican lager that was called Dia de los Deftones, which is pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, then they had another one, which I think is named after a song, maybe. It's called Good Morning Beautiful. And it was a brown ale. Then there's this one, The Phantom Bride. And then just released like a week ago, February 2021 here mm-hmm. uh, is a beer called ohms o-h-m-s oh i did see something about that and that's their most current album that came out in um 2020 so those are the beers that they've had so they've have a running collaboration with this brewery um which i think is interesting hmm. so a lot of these i used to collect until uh i lost my office at home I used to collect beers that had musical tie-ins to them. Oh, yeah. Beer cans, I guess I would say, because I always mm. consumed what was in there, because, you know, what's the point? Well, duh. <laughs> um, but this is the only brewery that I know that's done something with the same band over and over and over, so I don't see them stopping anytime soon. I'd love to understand their connection to the band. Like, how did they get yeah, your connection? Yeah, I, I, I could not find that either. No. Okay, here's the good news. Yeah. The good news is the shirt is available. Uh-huh. The bad news is you have to be a medium. Oh, so well, none of us are gonna. Be well, Dolan's probably shirt. the closest. I can't believe they even make a medium for being a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> That's if the girls' shirts sell out. Yeah, still oh, get a medium. Gotcha. <laughs> it is a pretty fantastic. It really is the, from the show. Like it's from the yeah. movie. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder if that's just what they have left over. From. Yeah, I think it's because it's like from a year ago or something. Right. Yeah. That's unfortunate. In the before yeah. times. It's I'm, cool you bring up the, the Ohms beer because that's the one that I thought we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I like this can much better, mm. the art yeah. of it, than the Ohms one. Because the Ohms one, I'm guessing it might be just the record album cover, maybe. I haven't seen it, mm. but I it just was like a face. Yeah. It didn't have this cool design stuff, which this almost looks more like the Dia de los Deftones look, like the Sugar Skull, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That sort of thing. It's a pretty cool can. Uh, That would make a pretty sweet tattoo. Uh, It does look like some flash work to me. I suppose if you're into the Deftones, maybe. Yeah, or if you just took that off, you didn't have the Deftones part, but a skull and some roses, that's done. Like, I don't know, fringe Deftones fans coming up to you on the street. Hey, look, at that's a cool tattoo. I don't think there's that What's your favorite band? You don't have to worry. (laughs) Uh, Did you you say founded in 2012? Founded in 2012, yes. Okay. You got anything else on them? No, that that is Here's what I wrote. Okay. Because they had a cool page. Um... And we can talk about it later. I won't hit these states, but they had a little page on their screen that showed the distribution. Mm-hmm. But then it also showed how many barrels they make per year, which is 44,000. Wow. Okay. And then they have 170 employees. Oh, wow. Which I thought was kind of cool right on the homepage. It shows, here's what we do. Here's who we are. Yeah. And how many people we employ and how much beer we make. Huh. Not everybody has those. No. Yeah, a lot of them are, especially private companies like that, are, yeah. they, they kind of keep that close to the vest. You 
I mean, I had to do some Deftones. Yeah. I mean, because it's right on the label. Okay, right? okay. It's right there. We had yeah. to. We had to get into it. I'm going to stop disparaging them. I'm really going to stop. I promise. I thought, well, surely this band's from San Diego. That's the only reason I could think of. They're a hometown group. Let's, uh, you know, collaborate with the best-known band that, that's around here right now. Okay. Uh, but they're not from San Diego. They're from Sacramento, way up north. So that's more perplexing to me is, like, how do they hook up with these dudes? Because there's a lot of bands in California. I don't know right. if you know this, mm-hmm. uh, but there's a few. And how they got these guys, I don't know. Uh, here's something that I did learn, because I didn't know anything about this band. I knew Chino's name. That's it. Who's Chino? He's the lead singer, Chino Moreno. All right, we're going to come back around to this. Uh, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> we're going to come back around to that. That's his name. Okay. Which, fine. I, he doesn't look like a Chino, I guess. I don't know. Is this a nickname? Like Flea? It is a nickname. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that. I got that, that part of my research. All right. Um, but I want to read you a quote that ties into the beer. This was on the website. Okay. And they're, it's talking about their most current beer, uh, the Ohms beer. Mm-hmm. But I think it speaks to all the collaborations with this brewery. It says, Ohms continues our exploration in diverse flavor profiles across our collection of beers. The philosophy that we practice to elevate and evolve is embraced by the team at Belching Beaver. So from what I understand on the research I did, uh, that the band has done that. They've changed their sound many times, incorporated different um, styles of music into their Okay. Into what they do, right. um, they don't make the same album over and over again. It sounds like, which some bands of that time frame continue to do. Of course, uh, like cashing in on the same old sound. Mm. Uh, they're not interested in that. Right. So I give them props for that. I can, I, you know what? That yeah, there's something to that. So here's what I got for the band breakdown because I I literally knew nothing about them. Okay. Uh, the band, the singer, is Chino Marino. We talked about him. He's vocals and like. Uh, Rhythm guitar sometimes. That's the one. Rhythm guitar. Oh, okay. He started doing that in the late 90s. So they were a band for 10 years before he started playing guitar. Kind of like, okay, so Eddie Vedder couldn't play guitar until... Yeah, you know, I'm guessing then, when you're around a band that long, you're going to pick it up, You pick right? it up. Sure. So uh, Stephen Carpenter is the lead guitar player. Mm-hmm. He's one of the original founding members, okay. as is Abe Cunningham, who's on the drums. Those three guys have been together the entire time. Okay. They were founded in 88, so we're talking, what, 34, 35 years? Holy cow. So that's a long time. You know... That's longer than most breweries. That makes sense, though, because I think the first time I heard the Deftones was 95. Yeah. Their first album came out in 93 was their first album. Actually, you're right. It was 95. They signed their first big record label deal in 93. Yeah. So they were founded. Um, Currently still in the band is Sergio Vega on bass and then Frank Delgado, He's the one they added in 99. So he's the newest kind of member. Mm. He's uh, a DJ player? Yeah, he's like DJ. a DJ, and he does keyboards and stuff too. So turntables, key, kind of like that incubus feel, I guess I would say. Yeah. yeah. Like when everybody was kind of doing that in the late 90s. Yeah. Well, guess what? So were they. Okay. First album was called Adrenaline in 1995. Okay, yes. And then the second one was called Around the Fur in 97. Which one had the, uh, the baby nose sucker? On the cover. That was, was the that first Adrenaline, one, the first I think. one? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. And then this is the one where they kind of hit the mainstream, and that's White Pony. And that's one of the, that's mm-hmm. the first beer that they did with the brewery. Okay. Uh, it came out in 2000. They won a Grammy uh, for a song called, oh, let's see, Elite. Yeah, right. 
heard that song. It's pretty decent. Are you familiar going? You no, I, I thought you were going to say Change. That was a hit, but it didn't win the Grammy. Oh. Change mm. in the House of Flies. That was the MTV video, You Can't Escape. Um, it was all over everywhere. Yep. That was the, the big song. Mm-hmm. Uh, their most recent album was called Ohms, like we talked about before. It came out in September 25th of 2020. Um, I broke down this uh, little blurb was talking about all the different styles of music that they have been um, called or associated with. Okay. And you're going to see, I guess, why it's hard to say what kind of music they play. Okay. And also that they're not just in one genre. So these are all different styles that allegedly describe their music. Alternative metal, art rock or art metal, experimental rock, new metal, which I was not a fan of, Mm -hmm. post-punk, post-hardcore, dream pop, Drone rock, post metal, shoegaze, post rock, stoner rock, trip hop, glitch, math metal, <laughs> psychedelia, and funk metal. Those are all the different styles that they play. They have sold 10 million albums. Okay. Which is nothing to sneeze at. Right. Uh, but some, you know, super bands sell that in a first week or something, but mm. um, they're still doing it, still making shows and. and well, when you can do that stuff, but when you're, when making you're, albums. When you're funkin' metal, then I guess, I don't know, you don't sell as much. They have been called the Radiohead of metal. Now... And this is, this is why, because they're it. so experimental. Stop it. I, was, I actually... Stop it. That's actually a pretty good description, uh, I think. <laughs> and here's the other thing. This is why I was like, why don't I like these guys? Okay. Here's their influences. This yeah. is off their website. Right. Faith No More. I'm like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. Mike Patton, that's great. I you love think Faith he's No in? More, yes. Uh, the Cure, yeah, mm-hmm. sign me up for that. Robert Smith, yes. Depeche Mode, okay, yes. yes. This is where it's interesting. Duran Duran, fine, oh, okay, so some, yeah, fine. Sing along choruses, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Mashuga, you ever heard of them? I've heard of them, yes. Mm-hmm. And then this uh, pioneer rap artist, Africa Bombada. So we're talking late seventies, early eighties, New York. Yep. That's their list of our influences, and I'm like, I like most of those things. I should love this band, and I just never did. <sighs> Okay, here's what we were talking about earlier with his name Chino, right? Okay, okay. His real name is Camilo Wong Moreno. Okay. Chino is short for Chinito, okay. which apparently they say is a slang term that Mexicans use to call Chinese people. Chino's mom was like Mexican and Chinese. Okay. And when he was born, he looked very Asian. And his uncles started calling him Chinito, and then it just switched to Chino, and it's stuck ever since. So he looked more Asian than Mexican. His dad was Mexican, and his mom was Mexican slash Chinese. I got to tell you, looking at the dude, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like that. He doesn't have those features. I don't know. Maybe he did. I'm glad you that that's the reason because Uh when you said his name, that's Uh all I could think about is like my step my stepdad calling everybody. Uh, old stepdad calling everybody Chinese Chino. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why. That's yeah. where it comes from. Interesting. And yeah. he's like embraced that and, and he, yeah. He I just mean, that's his it. name. He owns it. That's, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, before he made it big, while they were kind of still working, um, playing the local shows and stuff, he worked as a record shipper at Tower Records. Oh. Which a hmm. lot of bands, if you ever do the research, Somebody in the band always worked at the record store, right? You want to watch a fantastic documentary 
It's on Netflix. It's it's about Tower Records. Oh, it's yeah? two hours and it is great. Yeah, that sounds good. It's great. There's really, not any great record stores anymore. No, it used to be Capitol Records in L.A. was a mm-hmm. awesome place. Um, Tower Records was great. Uh, so the documentary is called "All Things Must Pass." Hmm, that's a George Harrison song. It is great. Okay, I'll have to you check it need out. to watch. It was it's a Colin Hanks movie, so Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. Boy. Well, then it's gonna be good. It's fantastic. Um, and then this is the last part. So I wrote down a few. Um, all the guys in the band have side projects. Okay. And some of them have multiple side projects. Uh, the DJ guy we talked about earlier, he released his own like solo album. Hmm. Uh, but nobody else has done solo stuff, but they've had other bands or played with other people. Um, Chino. So I just wrote down a few of the collaborations he's done or like, you know, guest featuring, whatever they say nowadays, mm-hmm. right? So the first one I could find, he collabs with Ice Cube on a song called Wicked, which is like a hidden track on Life is Peachy, Corn, 1996. What? Really? So you've probably heard it. If you had the CD and you let it play, you've heard him before with Ice Cube on that song. Wow. Uh, Then he also has done vocals with, and this is where this band gets lumped into me with some of this other stuff. So when I was in Lincoln, there's a radio station. It's called the blaze. It's still mm-hmm. around. Yep. And they're like the hard rocky metally sort of channel. And a lot of these bands I would hear on there. So seven dust soul fly lamb of God. I wrote down that was mm-hmm. pretty recent. He did mm-hmm. a song with Tommy Lee one time. Oh. Um, tech nine. So he's yeah. not afraid of rapping so Fine. Just, with those guys. Um, Mike Shinoda, who I think was in Lincoln park. Yeah. He did a song with him and Machine Gun Kelly most recently. Okay. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, or I've watched it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah it's hmm. not bad. And then the most recent one is an artist that I actually like and listen to, and I was surprised to hear this, but her name is Caroline Polacek. She's got like an album or maybe two out, but um, those are the most recent collaborations that she knows done. Um, but if you're our age, like Rich and I, um, in the music that we listen to, you've seen Deftones t-shirts, you've seen them mm-hmm. maybe even live at a, a festival or, you know, the Riverfest or yes, something like I that. I have seen them live. Uh, they've just always been around and they always seem to be, but how they're tied up with this brewery, I, I could not hmm. uncover, hmm. except that they... This guy seems to like beer, and uh, you know, they they like music at this brewery. It seems like in pop culture. So all this seems like it. It, it just it's like an equation that should equal Rich likes this band. Yeah, that's what I thought too for me. And I don't I don't know. And here's what I and so Dolan and I had this conversation yesterday as we were preparing for this, and I, I think I identified what it is. Mm. I don't like his voice. Well, that's important because it's the main for me. That's the hook. Sure. Like I don't, I don't know enough about instrumentation to be like, oh yeah, that's, he's my favorite metal drummer. <laughs> you know, I don't know that. But if your voice isn't great for me, like mm-hmm. it doesn't click to me, then eh, yeah. I'll find something else. There's a lot of music out there. Yeah. I will say that I'm not like a fan of Deftones. I, there's songs that I like. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could play one of their albums all the way through. But 
um, that is the same kind of turnoff that I have is just sometimes the voice just doesn't doesn't do the song justice. Yeah, I looked up. Okay, so you had mentioned like yesterday. You said you like Chevelle. Mm-hmm. I love Chevelle. I really think I think Chevelle's a great band. I like that dude's voice. I think very similar style. They're very they're they're same in the, the same in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, people would say Chevelle maybe ripped off the Deftones. Possibly, um, especially with Chevelle's one of their top songs, "Send the Pain Below." Mm-hmm. Sounds just like a Deftones song. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and there's another band I'm thinking of, and I cannot remember their name. They're a the little bit heavier. The lead singer has a very distinct voice, and either you really, really like them or you really, really don't, based on the lead singer. And I can't, it's off the top of my head. That's my, system of a down for me. Well, sure. <laughs> Surge. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like you either like his voice or you don't, but the band is great. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll look this up. Keep talking. I'll, uh, I'll, I think uh, for me, it's when he goes to the scream part, like the more yelly stuff yeah. yeah that's where it turns me off like there's that whole subgenre of of metal that has that and that's just that ain't for me no hmm. uh uh volbeat is the band i'm thinking oh, okay. of volbeat oh you either like that and i like that guy's voice i think it's interesting but you either like it or you don't i mm. Mm. volbeat's volbeat's one of those bands where like I'm always in a room with a bunch of old beat fans. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, I like they're, those great. Guys. they're great. They're yeah. great. <laughs> uh, distribution for these guys, I was surprised, and I don't know if you wrote this down, but I was mm-hmm. really surprised. Here we go: Arizona, yeah. California, Delaware, Idaho, Nebraska, Nevada, Oregon, Texas, Utah, Wisconsin. That's weird because it's different lists than I wrote down off their website. Really? Yeah. What? Okay. Here's what I wrote. Washington, Oregon, Alaska, Hawaii, California, Nevada, Idaho, Utah, Texas, Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin. That's what I have. You may have a updated, but list. I don't have no Delaware. No Delaware. I have no Arizona. Arizona on there. I pulled that from the same spot that said how many barrels they make. And I whatnot. I assumed this was a more um, the Belching Beaver was more widely available. That's a small list. It is pretty small, and it's mostly West Coast. Um, that's kind of maybe why it was such a big deal because that maybe. peanut butter stout had won multiple Great American Beer Awards, I believe. Yep. And so when that can you can finally buy that. I think you can buy that in a store. That's a that's a good day when you can get a gold medal beer, right? That we haven't normally mm-hmm. had before. It is a good beer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange though. I I have sent beers to our friend Aaron Biddle in mm-hmm. St. Louis, and. He's like, oh, I love these guys. I had this before. Well, how have you? I really because you've just been in. You yeah. really haven't left Missouri yeah. recently, right? I mean, you've come up here to Omaha a few times, but are, yeah. is that what you're drinking? But so he's still aware of them. Yeah, and that's another thing is mm. distribution changes so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's beers that we've had that have started in Nebraska, then they went away for a few years, and they came back. And yeah, I, it's it's all about you know who your distribution partners are, and mm. I guess that sort of thing. But yeah. Uh, TripAdvisor, uh, each of the locations, so out of their five locations, every one of them had at least a four out of five. At That's least. good. 
And this was one of the most recent reviews was November of 2020. And I wrote it down here because I thought it was very timely for where we are right now. It says, we were on a little COVID safe getaway. And this place is amazing. They have plenty of safe outdoor space. And when pandemic ends, we would love to return to the beautiful indoor space. Beer is fantastic and great selection of food. And the staff was really friendly. Great place. Five out of five. That sounds pretty good. That there sounds go. exactly what I want. Right. I want. Well, I want the pandemic to be over. Yes. Yep. I want to go to a brewery. Yes. Yep. I'd love to be outside. Yes. Yep. And I would like to have food and beer. Uh, of course. Ding, ding. All those things. <laughs> this sounds like heaven. Did you, did you just subscribe heaven? I think you might have. I think, well, it's definitely not Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Untapped. 52,000 check-ins. For this beer? For this beer. Well, it's because it's last year's, technically. I mean, sure. they I think they make it for a year. Mm-hmm. And then... The next one comes out, and they stop making this, and they start making that other one. Canned on eleven thirteen of twenty, and you can get the Ohms one now. So I'm yep. guessing we can't find this, but we could get that one. And I'm probably going to try that Ohms. I don't even know what style of beer it is. I think it's a. I want to say it was like a white, like a Belgian white. Oh, interesting. But they change the styles every time too. Oh. So just like he was saying about how they try to evolve their music and things. Yep. So far, they have not done the same beer style, even. They've been all over the place with that. So. I would definitely try that then. So if I find that, yeah, I'll they, pick um, it up. From what I noted, I didn't write all the beers down. They don't have a whole lot. No. And it's mostly hops. Mm-hmm. There's like a few hoppy beers, mm-hmm. and then they're peanut butter stouts, and like that's it. Like They're just making beer that you want to drink, and they don't care about all those other crazy things. Look, if you're good at what you do, why deviate? Yeah, I mean, right. if you're into that many states... I guess. You're doing something right. 52,000 check-ins. Where do you think we fall? That's a lot for one year. And it's an IPA. I'm not trying to tip the hand at all mm. here, but I, I think you... I, yeah, we'll I'd see. say it probably is going to rate out 3.68. I'm going to go 3.7 on the dot. 3.90. Whoa. Whoa. High. That's, that is high. That's high. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like I, I wrote down a couple of things as you were talking. Super smooth. It's mm-hmm. a nice, smooth, yeah. and it's very drinkable. The aroma's great. The flavor's really good. Yeah, I'd, I would drink these for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I would not be sad if this... Oh, you have Phantom Bright on tap? Fantastic. I'll take that. I would think that people that are into Deftones would buy this beer, mm. right? Yep. I mean, if there was a... Let's say there was a Weezer beer every year, I would buy that. Oh, well, come on. What, so, what is your idea of a Weezer beer? Because At immediately this point, went... it's probably Kool-Aid. <laughs> Kool-Aid? <laughs> Kool-Aid with like some vodka spilled into it. That's probably a Weezer beer now. But hey, they're coming out with a Weezer-inspired album, according to the I, band. That's what I read. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, because they've always every album lately has been all these different weird things. Okay. Their last one I actually really enjoyed, the OK Human. Uh, it's like their version of a Radiohead album, they say. Uh, and then this, they're working on one that is Weezer-inspired, so it's going to be rocking. Tons like of solos. Old, and, old Weezer. Yeah. Old Weezer. Yeah. Like Before blue, they went like blue super album, pop. Yep. and Buddy Holly, yep. and yeah. the sweater song, and mm. watch them throw a curveball and throw old old Weezer, and it's just a death metal. <laughs> it could be another Maladroit album. I don't yeah. understand how we brought up Radiohead three times in this. Yeah, in no, this. there's no Radiohead beer that I'm aware of. <laughs> Radiohead arguably is my third favorite band of all time. So wow. yes. okay. Well, you can't just leave it there. <laughs> Where's the other two? Well, you know, Pink you, Floyd, Pink Floyd, and, and Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah okay. see, that's, there we go. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Radiohead, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there we go. So, a uh, couple of fun ones coming up over the next few weeks. Um, 
we, we go back to a beer that Brian first tasted back in 2013. Hopefully it's wow. not the same batch. I don't know. We'll find out. I, I wrote down I, here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tease it with your comment. Oh no! From Untapped. This in is like reading my old Facebook posts. Right? <laughs> They're I, pretty bad. I felt like I went back in time and I re- I was reading Brian's diary, oh, his beer diary. Your comment was just roasted coffee with <laughs> with two slammers. Oh boy! <laughs> and yep. then oh gosh! And then we come back to uh, we come back to a close state, Iowa, mm-hmm. for another beer. Another sour that I think is going to be a ton of fun. A sour with some cinnamon and weirdness in it. Mm. And I bet the research is going to be equally as um, interesting. <laughs> yep. So That's all I'm going to say. All right. We're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.